Is C.J. Stroud the safe pick or the right pick for the Carolina Panthers? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Where on Fridays, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. If you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. We are 23 days away from the opening night of the NFL draft where the Carolina Panthers will be on the clock and set to draft a quarterback. Now we still have 23 days to figure out who that quarterback is it going to be. Is it going to be Bryce Young out of Alabama, C.A. Stroud of Ohio State, Anthony Richardson out of Florida, or Will Levis out of Kentucky? It feels like right now it's either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. And that's how it's felt since the Carolina Panthers traded it up to number one a couple weeks ago on that Friday evening right around happy hour East Coast. The Panthers are going to take a quarterback, and they're likely going to take a quarterback from one of the biggest programs in college football up in Columbus and Ohio State and down in Tuscaloosa in Alabama. So we'll see which one it is. The general consensus right now among league scouts and sources is that it's going to be C.J. Stroud from Ohio State as a choice for the Carolina Panthers. And it seems like the biggest reason people feel that way is because C.J. Stroud is six foot three, and, of course, is accurate and a fantastic quarterback. But the reason people are taking him over the young, or at least they have the Panthers taking him over young, is based off of size. And that led... Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football and NFL Network on Monday morning to talk about the Carolina Panthers and their decision at number one to either take the right pick or the safe pick. And really saying that Stroud, according to many, is the safe pick for the Carolina Panthers where Bryce Young potentially could be the better player. And from what I saw from those guys, especially the last two years in college football, I thought Bryce Young was the better player. His size was not a concern. He wasn't banged up and injured throughout his tenure there at Alabama. He played in some pretty big games. So did Stroud. Now, Bryce won some of them. He lost some of them. Stroud, of course, you know, lost all of them. If you look at the Michigan game and the game in the playoffs past year against Georgia, which was not on him at all, but they played in big games. Bryce Young, I thought, was a better player. So Peter Schrager's out there telling Carolina, you trade it up to number one. You say you don't know who you want to take, but you have an idea of who you want. And Scott Fitter was talking about having conviction, and the Panthers certainly had that when they moved up, giving up all those pieces, including DJ Moore, to get to number one, that they liked enough of the quarterbacks, and they were going to take time to evaluate them. They've gone to all the pro days. They met them at the combine, which, of course, the trade came after the combine. They're going to have top 30 visits over the next couple weeks leading up to the draft, and they're going to narrow down who they want. Frank Reich's not going to tell Scott Fitter who he wants, and Scott Fitter's not going to tell Frank Reich who he wants until the Panthers have to make his decision later on this month. So the thought, though, is that the safe pick is C.J. Stroud. Is he? Is he the safe pick? And I'll say this. I don't really subscribe to this idea of someone being the safe pick. You look at Anthony Richardson, 
his raw athletic talent and what he did at the combine. And then you watch his tape and you see flashes. You also see a lot of things that are concerning. But who knows how good Anthony Richardson's really going to be when he gets to the NFL? I've been told time and time again how this player wasn't going to work and he worked out, how this player was going to be awesome and he did not work out. We had one of them here in Carolina last year in Sam Darnold. Now, you look at Sam Darnold's situations, they weren't great, but you also look at the way he plays and the things between the ears as far as his mental makeup and playing a game of quarterback, just being able to handle it in game, he failed in that so far in his career. So who knows? It's a crapshoot. Richardson could go on to be the best player in the NFL's history at the quarterback position. It will be tough, but he could. And that same thing could be said about Will Levis, who I'm not necessarily all that convinced about, but in the right situation, maybe it works out. The right situation, which I think here in Carolina with the offensive line, whoever steps in here is going to be in a good situation there. As far as offensive playmakers, at least year one, not a great situation, but better than what it was last year, sort of, kind of, depending on what your perspective is on how important the loss of DJ Moore is here in Carolina. We'll talk about here that momentarily on the show. So, it's situations important, and we can't ignore that. I don't think it's fair to say anyone would be the right pick or anyone would be the safe pick for the Carolina Panthers at this point in time because that all remains to be seen once they get here and how they're coached and what happens that's within their control and outside of their control once they're here in Carolina for the next couple of seasons. I have no idea who the right pick is. I have no idea who the safe pick is. And I guess conventional wisdom would tell you the safe pick is C.J. Stroud because he has the size, he has the accuracy, he comes from a big-time program, and he's a really good player. And I guess you would say the riskier pick among the two, him and Bryce Young, is Bryce Young because of his size. Not No quarterback of Bryce Young's size and stature has ever had long-term success in the NFL. Not that they can't, but they haven't. And the game has certainly changed over the last couple of years. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, those are names that are being brought up as smaller guys. Now, they're not as light of frame like Bryce Young that have gone on to have success in the NFL. We have seen it happen. Now, this whole size discussion really feels like it came about because of Peter King a couple weeks ago wrote a Football Morning America saying that Frank Reich, who has been a quarterback coach, coordinator, and head coach for 17 years in the NFL in all but six of the games in those 17 years, which that's a very small sample size, only six games. It's a big sample size, but six games in his 17 years, he has had a quarterback that was six, four or taller. Only six times he had a guy who was smaller than that. So it tells you, that, hey, maybe Frank Reich has a preference. But only five of those years has he been a head coach. And he was a coordinator for a couple seasons outside that as a quarterback coach. Frank Reich is only one piece of the discussion of who they take. Josh McCown's going to have a say. Scott Bitter is going to have a say. Dan Morgan's going to have a say. Samir Suleiman's going to have a say. David and Nicole Tepper, they're going to have says. Maybe Christy Coleman has a say. A lot of people, the scouts, they're all, a lot of people are going to have say and who ends up being the quarterback they draft at number one. Now, some's opinion are going to be more than are going to be more important than others. I would say Frank Reich's probably considering the experience playing the position, having coached the position in the NFL. David Tepper, his opinion is going to be important because well, he's the guy who's writing the checks and brought these guys here. Of course, Scott Fitter being the general manager, he's going to have a very important say. It's not just Frank Reich choosing the player. And Frank Reich has denied his preference. He actually told Peter King last week in Arizona, like, hey, you're the one who started all of this. But according to Peter King on Monday, he, he wrote that one longtime friend of Reich told him that the height thing is legit with him. And though Reich hasn't told him so, this friend would be surprised if Young were Reich's top choice. Now, again, Reich's top choice. Reich's not saying 
The only thing I hear is several influential, influential voices in the organization favor Young. That does not mean that Young will be the pick. Not at all. This will be a collaborative choice, which I just brought up. And the Panthers still have organizational meetings ahead to set their draft board with finality. But before he took the Carolina Panthers quarterback job, quarterback coach job, rather, Josh McCown reportedly told friends he loved Young. What that means after he studied all the passers, I don't know. And there are the underdog fantasy YouTube videos out there of Josh McCown breaking down C.J. Stroud and breaking down Bryce Young in that game that they lost on the road against LSU back in November, which I thought Bryce was excellent and main reason why Alabama was even in a situation where they were able to go to overtime. And, of course, they lost that game to LSU. But still, I think he's a fantastic player. Josh McCown, he's going to have a say as well. And, of course, we all have sat there and we have – Looked at the video of him telling C.J. Stroud, hey, you know, we'll play pickup. Is it when he comes to visit? Is it when he comes to move here? Who knows? But it's not really all that important what he said. But his evaluation is, of course, important. And so is Josh, not as Frank Reichs and um, Scott Fitter and everyone else who's been a part of this traveling circus heading to all these pro days and out to the desert and trying to figure out who's going to be the next franchise quarterback here in Carolina. So I don't really get too caught up right now in the safe pick or the right pick. Like, I don't know who the right pick is. I think Bryce Young's the best player. I do have my concerns as well. And I think CJ Stroud would be great. I'm fine with either one of them. Now, I'm less fine with, I guess, Anthony Richardson, even though I'm sitting here kind of like, I don't know, I really like that guy. And Will Levis, I'm not overly convinced. But again, no one knows. So sure, why not give it a shot? I don't think we should be sitting here 23 days left to go before the Panthers make their decision known to the world I don't think we should be sitting here being like oh yeah this guy's absolutely the safe pick because it's just it's hard to say without having seen them play in the NFL now you can have your opinion and think that's the case really I mean again it's just an opinion it will be a fact maybe down the road right now the Panthers should be focused on going throughout the process bring them in for top 30 visits listening to everyone's opinion within the organization at least everyone's valid and reasonable opinions that matter and figuring out who the right pick is then for them. And then we'll find out once they play whether that was actually the right pick or the safe pick or neither. So we'll see how it works out as we still have just over, what, three weeks to go before we find out who the next quarterback will be here in Carolina. Now, for the Panthers to get up to number one, they had a decision to make. Were they going to give up DJ Moore, Derek Brown, or Brian Burns? Well, we know how it ended. Do they make the right decision? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Now, I told y'all that you need to get over to BuiltMarchMadness.com to go out there and vote for your favorite Built Bar Puff. And by the way, you still have time. It's not over just yet. The Built March Madness bracket is still here. And when you vote for your favorite Bar Puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked on listeners, which could be you, We'll get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built has the best protein bars ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think that they're good for you, but they are. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every single bar or puff. Run, do not walk, because you are running out of time to Built Mart madness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there you can vote every day well you could vote every day in march and you can still vote right now here in april so hop in and support your pick 
I never felt like any of the quarterbacks in this 2023 NFL draft class were worthy of the number one pick. Now, it doesn't really matter now because the Carolina Panthers have traded up to go get one at number one, ensuring that they get their guy. And they let us to believe, at least they want us to believe that, oh, hey, we can move up. We could like multiple guys and move back to two and be totally fine with that. I, I don't see them giving up what they gave up to get up to one, then to decide, oh, yeah, young Stroud, we don't really care. We'll take either one of them. Let's move back. Houston, who do you want? I don't see that being the case. I never really felt like any of them were just one of those can't-miss prospects that you have to get with the number one pick, and the only way to do it, of course, is to give up what the Carolina Panthers gave up, which was swapping their ninth pick for the one first pick. They gave up the 61st pick in this draft right there in the second round, second rounder in 2025, also their first-round pick next year. Oh, yeah, and DJ Moore which was the hardest of the assets to see leave, knowing that DJ's been a guy who's had 3,000-yard receiving seasons in his career here in Carolina over this five years that he was here. He's also really the only wide receiver the Panthers could depend on over the last couple of seasons, and he was your number one. And is he among the top 10, 15 wide receivers in the NFL? I don't know if I'd say that, but he's a really good player, and he's someone that the Carolina Panthers really could ill afford to lose, especially bringing in a young rookie quarterback. But they had a decision to make. Was it going to be DJ or Derek Brown or Brian Burns? There was an excellent article on Monday afternoon from Joe Person, Adam Johns, and Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. Joe, of course, covering the Carolina Panthers. Adam and Kevin covering the Chicago Bears um, in the NFL, of course. So they collaborated to put together this piece to go inside the Panthers and Bears conversations that led to Chicago trading away that number one pick to Carolina so the Panthers could take the safe pick or the right pick. One of those could be Bryce Young. The other one could be C.J. Stroud. We'll see what happens in 23 days. But a little excerpt of this article um, saying here that the two GMs, that being Scott Fitter and Ryan Poles, met in Poles' suite as the combine got underway on Monday, February 27th. Fitter said the initial meeting lasted about 20 minutes. He He realized fairly quickly he wouldn't be able to make the jump from nine to one with picks alone. Poles would later ask about several Panthers players, three of whom best fit some of the Bears' needs. Neither GM would confirm, but according to league sources with knowledge of the talks who were granted anonymity to discuss the deal with repercussion, without repercussions, Poles is interested in pass rusher Brian Burns, defensive tackle Derek Brown, and receiver DJ Moore, all former first-round picks. Scott Fitter, of course, later on going on saying after they traded away um, DJ Moore that there were certain players that were never really wanted that we never really wanted to trade. It's so hard to replace Derek Brown or Brian Burns, a pass rusher and an interior dominant young player on a first contract DJ we didn't want to move either but it's a little bit easier to replace a receiver than it is a pass rusher or a three technique so hearing all of that and I'm sure we've had time to think about it and really just to digest it and dissolve it do you think the Panthers made the right decision giving up more instead of giving up Brown or Burns now I don't think it's necessarily more Brown or Burns because you don't give up Brian Burns and after you decide last year that you're not going to take two first round picks For Brian Burns, you don't then throw him in there as a little bit of a sweetener. Now, according to reporting, the sweetener was a second-round pick there in 2025 because Ryan Poles really wanted the 39th pick right there in the second round. The Panthers' earlier second-round pick, but the Panthers like, no, we need that. We we can't have a gap between 1 and 61. We got to hold on to 39. You can have 61, which, hey, we traded with San Francisco – you know, giving away Christian McCaffrey so that we could be in position to get up in the draft if need be, but also to have that asset and have more draft picks, we can't give you 39. So it wasn't necessarily a sweetener, the player, but it was something that the Bears GM Ryan Poles was going to need. And he wanted 
three first-round picks. This year's, as far as a pick swap, next year's, and then he thought 2025. The Panthers had to give up a player, now former first-round pick, and more to be able to compensate for that first-round pick that they'd have to give up in 2025. And, of course, more Burns and Brown, all were former first-round picks and all have gone on to be really good players. And you're going to get second contracts here in Carolina. Moore already had his. Now he's in Chicago. Brown's going to get his soon. Brian Burns, probably after the draft, they're going to work something out. So it makes sense that instead of giving up that first-round pick in 25, they give up an established player, especially for a Bears team with a ton of cap space, but a team that had needs at all three positions. Now, Brian Burns, off the table. You don't decide, hey, we're not going to give him up for two second, two first-round picks and be like, all right, yeah, we'll throw him in there because that's just not enough of a return, in my opinion, for the Carolina Panthers. And when you look at positional value, obviously quarterback is the top of the list, but edge rusher, that might be the second on the list as far as what you need in the NFL. You need a guy who can throw the football, obviously, and distribute it and be a playmaker from the pocket. You need a guy who can get after that said playmaker on the other side of the ball within the pocket. So Brian Burns, I never could see the Carolina Panthers giving him up, especially after what they decided to not take back in the fall when they could have gotten two first-round picks for him. Now, it come down, it came down to me more so to Brian Burns. Sorry, to me, excuse me. It came down more to DJ Moore or Derek Brown. Now, Derek Brown had a really good year this past season. And when you looked at the defensive line at the time, who do they have in the middle of that defense that would make you feel confident about what they have? Now, I guess the best thing to do is look at what's happened since DJ Moore left and what the Panthers have added to the defensive line as well. You brought in DJ Chark, you brought in Adam Thielen, and they've also signed Shai Tuttle and Deshaun Williams. Is Chark and Thielen better replacements for more than what Williams and Tuttle would have potentially been for Brown? I don't know. We'll see what it looks like this upcoming season. But I do agree that there's very few players in the NFL like a Chris Jones, like an Aaron Donald, which you hope Derek Brown can turn into. Now, he's never going to be an Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's one of the greatest defensive tackles and interior defensive linemen in the history of the league. But it could be a Chris Jones. Could he be an Akeem Hicks who was up there for a long time in Chicago? Could he be kind of a Fletcher Cox? Can you be one of those dominant interior players? I think Derek Brown can be that. It's hard to find those kind of guys, especially as cheap as Derek Brown is right now for the Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore, there's more wide receivers coming out, no pun intended, each and every year that can do some of the things that DJ Moore can do. Like I talk about like a, a Zay Flowers coming out of BC. He's kind of similar to DJ Moore. Now the Panthers aren't positioned to get him, but we know – in ensuing drafts, there's going to be other big-time wide receivers. Now, it's going to take until 2025 for the Panthers to get one with their own first-round pick without having to trade up to do it, but there's going to be an opportunity later on, maybe even in deeper in a draft, where they could find someone who could be that diamond in the rough that turns out to be a number one wide receiver and was not valued as highly as he should have been by the rest of the league. I will, those, I will say this, though. We're looking at replacing players. Let's go back to draft night in 2018. When Steve Smith Sr. said that the Carolina Panthers had never replaced me until today. Back in 2018, they finally brought in DJ Moore. Think about it. 14, 15, 16, 17, they didn't have a replacement for Steve Smith Sr. It took until that evening in the spring of 18 to find him. And it really took until the 2019 season, DJ Moore's first 1,000-yard receiving season, for him to emerge as 
that true replacement to Steve Smith Sr. So that's five years the Panthers sat in the wilderness trying to find wide receivers that were good enough, where Cam Newton never had weapons around him. He's playing in playoff games with Brenton Burson and Devin Funches, who's now trying to be an NBA player, and with Kalen Clay dropping easy touchdowns. Like That's his weaponry and an important game. The Panthers never gave Cam enough. Now, they can't make that same mistake with this new rookie, and they've certainly gone out, and they've brought a decent collection of pass catchers. It's not good, but they're okay. It's fine. It's better than if they didn't make the moves for Thielen and DJ Chark. It's better than not having a pass catching running back and, of course, Hayden Hurst. It's not overwhelmingly talented group, but it's better than what they had last year in totality especially when you bring in maybe Terrace Marshall stepping up and being a better player this year. We'll see what they get out of LaVishka Chenault, Shai Smith, depending on where they sit on the roster and how the rest of the offseason plays out in the draft, of course, and if they add to that position room. So, no, it's not great, but it's okay. It's better than what Cam Newton had that January afternoon in New Orleans. But it took him five years to replace Steve Smith. I'm just wondering how long is it going to take them to find a suitable replacement for DJ Moore? Could it have taken him longer to find a suitable replacement for Derek Brown? We'll never know. So did they make the right decision? I guess. Really depends on how you feel. I say, yeah. But I'm also worried about how long it's going to take them and if they can put enough weapons around this quarterback to really give him a proper evaluation, which honestly, these next couple of seasons are all about evaluation and knowing whether you got the right guy and then giving him that next contract. Yeah, of course you want to win a Super Bowl, but you got to know whether he's capable first and have the right pieces around him. Well, that's pretty damn important. All right, we'll take a quick pause here on the show and come back and wrap up things here on Locked On Panthers. All right, so going to wrap things up here on the show. Going to try and get some more guests here, hopefully this week, uh, get some draft analysis. we got some people here on the Locked On Podcast Network that can certainly help um, in that respect, so we'll try and go over some options there at 39. Maybe see uh, some uh, sleepers there later on in the draft, third round, and see who might fit for the Carolina Panthers, especially at the needs I talked about yesterday. Wide receiver uh, might be less so of a need, but still for me, I just you got to find a playmaker. And I do get a little concerned about being able to find that suitable replacement for DJ Moore, like I just mentioned. Um, also, tight end, who knows what happens if Hayden Hurst goes down, edge rusher, they got to find someone. Opposite of Brian Burns, they did not do that last year. I still think it makes sense to bring in one of those veterans that's still available um, out there in the market. But I think those guys are probably going to have to wait until after the draft to sign somewhere heading into OTAs and uh, mandatory minicamp and all that before the summer. And, of course, training camp down in the start or the end of July for the Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL. Um linebacker, I think I already mentioned that, corner. There's still some needs out there. So we'll find some people to talk about that uh, hopefully the rest of this week and, of course, um, the next couple of weeks as we have 23 days until night one of the NFL draft for your Carolina Panthers, but really night two when they have that pick in the second round and the third round. That's where things are going to really heat up, trying to figure out what position the Carolina Panthers want to go out there and identify and address in a draft and try to build this roster and uh, fill some of the needs that they have uh, coming out of free agency. So stay tuned for all that here the rest of the week and hopefully the next couple of weeks as we are marching towards the draft there in Kansas City. Uh, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, you all make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show, um, check us out. 
wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yes, subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Or on Friday, I'll be back answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Going to start taking the top three. So make them really good. So you have your question answered here on the show. Um, so either at me or DM me over on Twitter to have those questions answered. Um, but in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.